Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in Psalm 26, and before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, I'm grateful to be back in your word, back on your in the podcast, researching, looking at your word, and trying to gain more insights. But even more than that, I'm just grateful you love me, you care about me, and you help me understand more about you so I can love you more, so that I can understand who you really are, how you view me, and what I can do that would grow, help me to become a little bit more like you. You open my heart, you open my mind to understand that I can't really do anything except submit to you, to listen to you, and to rest in you. So Lord, I, I lift up this time. I know I'm not the one full of insights. I'm just a guy. And I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to guide us, for you to speak to us and help us understand how we can love you more with our whole being and love our neighbors as ourselves. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So today, Psalm 26 is about integrity. And I always struggle with this sometimes. I struggle with David. Because we all know what David did with Bathsheba and how he then sent, you know, Uriah to die. And Uriah was one of his guys. He was one of his ten mighty men who fought with David and killed thousands. And yet David stands before God and says, I'm, you know, search me. And I I have integrity. And for myself, I know me. I know how flawed I am and how much I failed. I know when I've lied. I know when I've cheated at things. I know when I've not given my all. And I know all my mistakes. So it's very challenging for me to be able to think about standing up before God and saying, I'm righteous or I'm, I have integrity. Search me, God as he does. So what's interesting is afterwards what happens and the the conversation we can have after we read his word. So let's go into verse 1, chapter 26. Vindicate me, Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord and have not faltered. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. For I have always been mindful of your unfailing love and have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. See, now I could see if this was David prophesying what Jesus would say. And I read some commentary that said that, but then I read others that didn't. So let's keep going. Verse 4. I do not sit with the deceitful, nor do I associate with hypocrites. I abhor the assembly of evildoers and refuse to sit and sit with the wicked. I wash my hands in innocence and go about your altar, Lord, proclaiming aloud your praise and telling of all your wonderful deeds. Lord, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. Do not take away my soul along with sinners, my life with those who are bloodthirsty in whose hands are wicked schemes, whose right hands are full of bribes. I lead a blameless life. Deliver me 
be merciful to me. My feet stand on level ground. In the great congregation, I will praise the Lord. See, it's these comments where he says, I have led a blameless life. I know I haven't. So it's hard for me then to relate. But then I start thinking about it. In God's eyes, once I've accepted Christ and his blood washes me clean, he's really not seeing my sins. He's not seeing my fails. He's seeing Jesus. He's seeing Jesus' sacrifice, Jesus' perfection, and his grace and mercy is on me. So the reality is, if I've really accepted Christ into my life, and I'm living for him, it doesn't mean I can go and sin and do anything I want, and then I'm covered and forgiven, which is what was being said by a lot of false prophets or teachers. But that if I have Christ in my heart and my life, and his blood has covered me, then I am actually blameless in God's eyes. But let's hear what some others, because I think there's so many more people who are so much smarter than I am. So Kent Hughes, he talks about J.P. Hayes, who in 2008 was just kind of a middle-of-the-road golfer. And he was playing in Texas trying to qualify for a tournament when his caddy gave him a ball that he shouldn't have used. It was a non-regulation ball, and he only used it for two, two swings. And he could have gotten away with it. And he could have, you know, just kept his score, and he actually would have qualified for the event, and he would have wound up with his PGA card for 2009. But he couldn't because he had integrity, and he knew what the situation was. And he knew that even if someone doesn't catch you, you have to be honest. So he, he confessed and he found and he admitted that he was basically had cheated on two holes. Well, that disqualified him from the event. It also disqualified him from the turn from all of the other tournaments. He did not get to play. He lost his PGA tour card for 2009. So his decision to be honest was very costly. There's consequences. But he said, no one would have known, but I knew. And I have some people looking down on me that would, would have known. So that was the decision I had to make. You see, because it's all about integrity. And it's that integrity that is in question so much today. You know, we see people stealing stuff from grocery stores or just any store, attacking others. They just don't have integrity. And yet David was able to say, Vindicate me, Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord. He goes on, Kent Hughes goes on to say that Psalm 26 is about integrity. David begins and ends the psalm with his integrity. He claims integrity in verse 1 and commits himself to integrity in verse 11. This focus on integrity follows naturally from the penetrating psalms that we've read before. Psalm 15 where he says, O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks the truth in his heart. Also, Psalm 24 asks the same question. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in his holy place? 
He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. You see, God searches our hearts. He is looking for honesty in public and, and in private. Character is what we do in the dark when no one else is looking, or better, when only God is looking. In Psalm 26, David claims his integrity and invites God to examine him. Then he offers evidence of his integrity, saying that he keeps company with only good people. He doesn't identify with wicked men. Finally, David is confident that God will reward his integrity with a redemption. We are not sure what trouble David was facing as he asked for God to vindicate him. Apparently, he could deal, appeal to God with a clean conscience in this particular matter. As we come to the end, we shall see that this psalm is bigger than David's integrity in one situation. It points ultimately to the full integrity of Christ. So you see, on our own, we don't have the ability to go to God and say, vindicate me. We don't have the ability to go to God and say, I've led a blameless life. It's only when we go to God and say, I'm a child of, of yours, adopted through the blood of Jesus, that we can make those statements and those claims. So, you're right, I'm right when I say, I'm not worthy, I can't make those claims. But I'm severely wrong when I make those claims too, because Jesus has covered my sin. And so I can go before God and say, Lord, help me. Because my heart is one that is trying and is working diligently to grow closer to you. But I still fail, and God knows we're going to fail. He made us. He loves us, and he died for us, knowing we, were fa- we had failure and that we couldn't keep his law. And that's why Jesus had to come and provide grace. So with his grace... And with his mercy, we can appeal to God, Lord God, help me, vindicate me. I need your help. I've led a righteous life through Christ. So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your mercies and thank you for your grace. I thank you for your words from so many other people who are so smart and that you've spoken to and have put it in writing. I thank you that you open our hearts and our minds and our spirits. And most of all, I thank you for Jesus, for the mercy and the grace and his blood sacrifice that makes it so I can go before you. So Lord, I lift up this day. I lift up this time. I pray for our family and friends. I pray for our nation that all of them would be protected because it seems like there's something about to occur. And I just pray that your angels would be about them all our friends, family, loved ones, and country to keep it safe. And most importantly, for those who don't know you, may they hear your word and grow to understand how much you love them and turn their lives over to you. I pray for your mercy upon all of our friends and family and nation. I pray for your grace for our nation and our friends and our family. Thank you, Lord. I just pray for the ability to love you with all my heart and my being and to love my neighbor as myself. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.